Hey friends, welcome to our digital space. On This Girl Life, we're trying to figure life out. And there's no better way to do that than with your best friend by your side. So join us each week as we bring on experts to help us navigate This Girl Life. All right, here are your hosts, Whitney and Kristen. Happy Tuesday, TGL listeners. We're back. It's episode 51. We're on the we're on the like top side towards 100 now. <laughs> yeah, one over 50. <laughs> hey, we're over. Positive thinking. No, I know. Welcome back, you guys. Um, we have a great episode today. I'm really excited. But yeah, I'm really excited for this one because I'm just... <laughs> Anyways, I hope um, you guys had such a wonderful Easter. I know yeah. this is probably like not how anyone intended to spend their holiday, but we hope it was at least a peaceful and slow and just one spent with family. I can't get any slower. I know. I cannot. Get Ours any was slower. like the epitome of a slow day because it was a snow day. Uh, yeah. So like we, we didn't even go outside. Oh, not once. Did we? I don't think we did either. That's bad. <laughs> But it's been mm-hmm. raining here. But yeah, same thing. Like it it was just ridiculous. Slow, hormonal, in quarantine, pregnant, just doesn't work. I don't suggest <laughs> it. So don't get pregnant right now. <laughs> and if you do, it's probably your first kid. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, it's it was an interesting Easter, but she loved it. She loves yeah. Easter. Uh, yeah. She finds it very weird. But, you know, this was Quinny's first year, I think, where she kind of got it. Mm-hmm. So in our house, you can look into our family room and you can look downstairs from our second floor. And so when we got up, we said that the Easter bunny had shown up. And so she could see all the eggs mm. like in our family room. Yeah. And she just kept saying, wow, wow, as she would walk through. So Aww. it was fun because she's finally getting to that age where like we can hype her up for things. Yeah. Yeah. She she's past it. that. She's, she's like, like in it. Yeah. It gets and good. So it was like our first real holiday where she, things got her really excited. Aww, so it was very cute that to see exciting. that. Yeah. That's super yeah. fun. Well, good. She looks super cute. But yeah. Other than that, how was your weekend? Guys, we hit 100 days in 2020 this weekend. 100 days. Doesn't feel like it. Or maybe it does. It, <laughs> I feel like it feels like 4,000. Yeah, you know, I don't even know. Like I said, I don't even know where I stand with this whole year. That's just crazy to me. But I'm just, you know, I know it's crazy. It just feels like I'm like, how has it been a hundred days and we've only been in quarantine? This is the start of the fifth week. Yeah, I know, but it's getting more real. Like I keep seeing people, like a friend we went to high school with had COVID and was in the hospital for like three days. Oh, I just saw that yeah. too. Yeah, and I was like, oh my gosh, shit is real. I know. So. I had like a full mental breakdown last night, guys, because we were watching 60 Minutes. <laughs> Why do you watch that? That would just kill me. I, I love like, it. Yeah. It's like the only thing we watch, the only news we really watch because most local news is so lib. I can't handle it. But I like 60 Minutes. It's usually like pretty good, pretty generic. Granted, the last five weeks have been all about COVID. And last night they were talking about, or Sunday night they were talking about how nurses don't have enough, you know, PPE. Mm-hmm. Then a, a daughter whose dad died and she didn't get to say goodbye to him. By the end, I'm like, ads, I don't think I can watch this moving forward anymore because I'm too emotional. Like, I can't do it. You're too hormonal and too pregnant. Can't like, do it. I can't do it it's either. Like, it's real, you know? 
Yeah. I just, I don't watch the news. I can't, like, it's just, like, not good for my soul. I'm totally over cue time. Like, we need to get past this. And, you know, I I don't even know. I just feel so in limbo. But, you know, I mean, we're all there. We're all there right now. So it's the one time the whole world feels everyone's pain. I know. I know. I feel like we need to like up it up though, because I mean, who wants to be like dragged down? Let's up this (laughs) shit because let's talk about the good shit. Did you guys watch bachelor? Listen to your voice last night. Listen to your heart. Listen to your voice. The new bachelor spinoff. No. How was it? Well, I don't want to give away any spoilers, but I am very much missing all of my sitcoms that have stopped being filmed. And I am very excited to have something Bachelor related back on TV. I'm sure it's going to be real juicy. It's going to like fill that void for you. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're all a Bachelor fan, I hope you were watching my stories last night as we walked through it together because it's going to be freaking good. Well, honestly, I, I will jump into it just for you. Um, I, I don't know anything bachelor. Yes. My husband won't even watch it. So really what I tried to do you guys, cause I was like, I feel like we need a new show. We, um, we started Ozark <gasps> off of your yes. recommendation. Yes. I know. It's a little, it's a little dark, but it's so good. It's a little dark right now. We're only in episode three. Okay. So, but yeah, I just did this. I was, I was putting together this blog post and I was like, you know, things to do in quarantine, adult edition. And I was like going through TV shows to binge and just everybody kept talking about Ozark, Ozark, Ozark. And I was like, oh, I'm getting in. But Jason Bateman is so good. He's so good. Yeah. You are going to love this show. I have to warn because, you know, when like you give a recommendation for a TV show and you're like, this person's going to think I'm secretly a serial killer that like kills, (laughs) hides people in my basement. Like, that's what this show kind of makes me feel like when I recommend it, but it's so good. No, like, you love like the CIA. Wait, CSI? Whatever. Law and order. Law. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the law stuff. And yep. so I, I'm told this is totally your type of show. Yeah. So good. Oh, yeah. it's so good. And Jason Bateman, you're right. He is just. Yeah, he's a damn little peach. Um, okay. So anyways, we started that and I feel like we're in, we're in a good TV spot right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's pretty sad how excited a good binge session can make you feel, you know? I know. It really can. And I need it at night, you guys, because I'm telling you, when, like, 5 o'clock rolls around, your girl is, like, everything makes her barf. Everything. I can't move off the couch or then I have to get sick. Oh, so I've been, like, needing this. I'm excited for you. Thank you. I'm excited to walk through this Ozark journey with you. It's going to be so good. (laughs) It's going to be so good. Well, what go no, no i don't i totally okay. lost my train of thought yeah <laughs> no let's just jump into yay and nay with wit and k it's yay and nay with wit and k okay oh do you have shit or do you want me to start i have a yay oh good guys so this is so silly so if you follow me on instagram you know that i have been making bracelets <laughs> they're cute <For> people <laughs> i asked for one um and people are buying them is all i have to say and I don't even really know how to handle that. <laughs> Kristen, the entrepreneur. Don't mind me just over here peddling my $5 camp bracelets. Um, but I think it's really funny. And Adam thinks it's really funny that I'm like having this like weird little side gig. <laughs> I think it's <laughs> great. 
Um, but it's really fun. And I made one for Quinny yesterday on Easter and she loves it. So if you want a bracelet, hit me up. Yeah. They're really cute. You guys, they really are Slide in my DMS. Yeah. <laughs> we'll put, we'll put it on our, our Instagram so you can see him. <laughs> well, I'm not that talented. Um, <laughs> I don't have that much art supplies. So what I have been doing here is eating, eating for two. So, um, I literally have never been more excited than when today my husband went to the store and brought home Kite Hills mm. chive cream cheese. Chive, which I'm not like a big chive person, but guys, it's, best ever. it's like this almond cream cheese base because it's not milk. Uh, oh, holy shit. It is so good. I eat it on everything. So Kite Hill is the best stuff in the whole world. It is, except I don't like the plain one. It kind of makes me gag. Have you tried the plain? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I should maybe put like some cinnamon in it or something. Or put it on like a piece of toast and then do Trader Joe's everything but the bagel seasoning mm-hmm. and it's really good. Huh. Don't go to Trader Joe's. But yeah, mm-hmm. I should maybe. Um, anyway, so that's my yay right now. It's, it's so good. Bomb. Like, so good. Yeah. Uh, my nay. I'm going to be a grandma again this week. My nay is the weather. It's fucking snowy. <laughs> I'll, I'll bleep you. <laughs> snowing here. It's been snowing since yesterday morning. It's supposed to snow today. It's supposed to sm- snow on Thursday and Friday. And guys, just... the only sanity I have in quarantine is the outdoors. I, I trust me, I know, and I don't go out enough. Obviously, why I'm losing it right now. Yeah, the, it's amazing what like just some fresh air, and it's not just snow. Like a lot of people are like, "Oh, it'd be so fun." I'm like, "No, it's 20 degrees." Yeah, it's you know, that like, type. It was 13 degrees yesterday, snow. So like, not safe to put my kid in, even if she's in a snowsuit. Yeah, kind of Aww. thing. So yeah, it's just yeah. it's so cold. The dogs won't even go outside. You know, like uh, they go out. They come right back in. So it just sucks. Yeah, that does suck. I hope it gets better. Sending you San Diego sunshine. But we don't really have much. So that's not. I would love. <laughs> we don't have much now. It's raining. So, um, okay. My name, um, I organized my jewelry. I put on my Insta stories. They're probably still there. Maybe. Yep. Some oh. Amazon finds that I found. You guys, I lost. And I still, I still have to believe that it's in my house somewhere because I'm so particular about my jewelry, like all my nice stuff, right? Like my Prada bags, my Louboutins, like everything is like packed in the box still or stuff, right? And with my jewelry, same way. Okay, this diamond bar my husband got me on my wedding day necklace is gone, is freaking gone. And Does Kale know? So I did. I, I can't – you guys, I have verbal <gasps> diarrhea. I can't like I, I cannot hide things from my husband, and so I told him, and he's like, "Well, we'll keep looking for it," because honestly, I don't remember wearing it out of the house. Like I don't know where it would have gone to. So I've been losing my shit. I lost my shit the other day in the morning. It's like I got this really cute piece, and then my diamond bar is gone, and it's the wedding one. It's like the one that matters the most. Did you like ask Blakely? Like, did she think it was cute and like put it on? So I asked Blakely and she was like, I don't touch your necklaces. <laughs> and she touches my rings, which we had to have a conversation about because she did take this one ring out of my box the other day and was wearing it. And I let her, it was like this one I got in Venice that had a little diamond and sapphires. 
And um, the next thing I know, I was like, where's the ring? And she's like, oh, it must have fallen on the floor. Oh. Yeah. I was like, give me the ring back now. <laughs> Anywho. So you guys pray for me. Honestly, it's like dev- – I, I felt sick to my stomach like for a yeah, week. That's yeah. just the worst. So – Oh, well, I'll be praying to the jewelry gods that you find it somewhere. Yeah, please. Those gods need to get their shit in there. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my nay. Um, but this it's a really cute – I'm looking right at it. It's a really cute Amazon stand. I got some good Amazon stuff, you guys. That's Amazon's what I, the best. What I've been doing in quarantine is finding, like, all these great Amazon finds. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, all right. Um, kind of a quick intro, I guess. But we want to jump into our episode today. Um, we have Alyssa Goodman on. I've been a fan of hers for a while. I'm super excited. So she is an LA-based holistic nutritionist. She is a lifestyle cleanse expert and a cancer survivor. So she got Hodgkin's lymphoma at 32. She beat it by changing her life. She'll kind of share in the episode about it. But then next thing she knows, I think like nine, maybe 11 years later, she said, her yeah, husband, her husband yeah. got non Maybe a little bit later because he was, what, like 45? Yeah. Yeah, that's about 11 years. Yeah. Yeah. So he yeah. got non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, you guys. So she goes into this and he ends up passing away, changes her whole life, and she really dedicated herself um, just to learning about the power of nutrition, mindful living. And she's the author of Cancer Hacks and she has another autoimmune hacks book out. She's been featured on Vogue, Goop, Mind Body Green. The list goes on and on. So we're really excited to have her on today, you guys. You'll learn so much. This is such an amazing conversation. Like it really was. Guys, it was so good that I bought a Breville juicer on Amazon last night. Oh so... my gosh, she did it. <laughs> She's convinced the non-juicer to be a juicer. You're so gonna she can convince me, guys. Yes, she can you're all, all going to buy juicers, and we're going to link <laughs> that juicer for you. Okay. Enjoy, Enjoy the episode, episode, guys. Woohoo! Sorry. Enjoy the episode, guys. Alyssa, welcome to TGL. We are so excited to have you and hear about your story from start to finish. We're all Arizona girls, so we're excited (laughs) to get a little background on you. So you have quite an interesting story of how you ended up where you are today, being a holistic nutritionist. So I would love if you share with our listeners a little bit of your background and a little bit of your story. Okay, I'm going to keep it short because it can can get a little long, uh, the whole story, because it goes back from birth. Um, But when I came into the world, I really, I had a low white blood cell count. And I basically had to get these blood shots, you know, every 28 days for years to boost my, you know, white blood cell count to... So I was anemic. There was just so many things and I was getting sick all the time. You know, I got chicken pox and all the things you got as a kid because there weren't vaccines back then like that. So, I mean, growing up, we didn't, I think my mom didn't really know what to do, but to just try to, you know, give me chicken soup and give me lots of rest and sleep. Right. And, um, so I was sick continually throughout my childhood. I got mono twice, strep throat, tonsillitis. And of course, growing up in Arizona, there was a shitload of allergies. Yeah. Remember that all the allergies, you know, <sighs> stuff. <laughs> yes. It was, it was like this oasis that brought into the desert with all the grass and the irrigation. Right. So it was crazy. So allergy, I mean, there were stomach issues. I had two parents who were really like type A and just, 
you know, movers and shakers. So I had a double whammy going on. I had like my physical self not being very strong and I always had low like energy. And then secondly, I had these parents that were like running circles around me, just like doing things like getting everything done on their to-do list for the day. And I was like, holy crap, I cannot keep up with these guys. (laughs) I mean, and they're so much older than me. So growing up, it was just really a double whammy. And when I graduated college at U of A, which I know you guys went to ASU, um, (laughs) but I moved to New York and I think I was saying to you earlier, I never looked back because I wanted the, I just wanted a different life. Um, And I was definitely, I had that mentality of mover and shaker, but I didn't, I couldn't really keep up with it, honestly. And I know that now, but I didn't know that then. So I moved to New York and got in the advertising business and just, you know, put the pedal to the metal and I loved it, but I was sick all the time in New York and I just burned myself out. And eventually I said to my husband, I married a New Yorker and I said, you know, I really want to go back West. You know, I always tell this story all the time and he's like, what, New Jersey, you know, he just, he had no idea about like West was really West. He had never been to LA. And, um, but I moved into LA and six months to moving into LA, I was diagnosed with cancer. So I was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma and I was working for Vogue at the time, which I thought was like the premier job. And it really wasn't, it was horrible. I had stepped into a job that was way over my head, you know, in terms of what they expected from me and stuff. So the stress was enormous. Um, so it kind of, the, the cancer was a good and bad thing because it let me out of the job and got me to like really get back to myself and figure out what was really going to work for me. Um, cause life was not working at all. I was stressed. I was, you know, I had weight issues. I had anxiety. I had stomach issues. Like I just, same kind of thing just followed me throughout my life. And so the cancer kind of was that huge culmination of wake up call, like, wow. Yeah. And the doctors treat you like you're going to die with an early stage even, right? Yeah. Um, that's what's so crazy. They're right. all like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, right? And you're like, wow. Like, the, I mean, you're already terrified. And then you just up the level to way above 10 when they're telling mm-hmm. you, oh, my God. You know, we got to do chemo, radiation, you know, freeze your eggs because you hadn't had kids yet, so on and so forth. And I was just like, holy shit. And one of my friends said, you need to go see this guy at, at St. John's in Santa Monica. And basically I was so reluctant. I had been to so many doctors and I didn't want to go see another doctor. I was so done, but I went to see this guy and he, I had my slides and all my, you know, I was stage one, I was early and he sat me down and he basically said, you know, tell me about your life. You know, are you a happy girl? <laughs> and I was like, no. And I started to hysterically cry. And he goes, what's your stress level like? And I'm like, oh my God, you know, it was way above 10 um, and consistently there. Um, And then he's just like, you know what, like this, we really need to get you back to yourself, like get you to a better place emotionally. Um, That's going to help this whole process. I don't know if if he was coming from the place we know now in terms of, but maybe he was that we know that that mental part of well-being and healing is so huge. And I definitely wasn't mentally in a good place. So, so that moment with that doctor, did he kind of talk about nutrition? Cause the next, next thing 
you you do, right, is you kind of get into nutrition. Were you in school, like, when you were dealing with cancer, or were you just getting into, like, the cleansing? Because you're the queen of cleansing and juices. And <laughs> so when did you get to be, like, at that point? Were you using the juicing and cleansing throughout your cancer treatment? That's a great question. I was still kind of quasi working at that time. I hadn't had kids. So it was early in my career. My Can I ask how career. old you were? So we I can... was 32. Okay. 32. Okay. So I had had a couple of miscarriages. Then I had the cancer. Um, but what I kind of with my personality, I like to dive in and discover, like just devour everything. So I did that then. I wasn't in school. I wasn't like studying nutrition, but um, I did, my mom was an asthmatic growing up. So she kind of was dabbling in this stuff. She took sugar out of the house early. Um, she, you know, we made our own pizza and pasta dough. And so she, it was interesting. She kind of was like early in the, in the years of trying to get healthy. Um, so I would just dove in and I went into acupuncture and I went to see a therapist, of course, and I started reading self-help books and just tried to get myself back into a better place emotionally with all of that. And on my own, my gut instincts knew that life had to be better. Like I wasn't going to live like this. And there was a juice place down the street from where I lived. We moved to LA, you know, and we were like maybe three blocks from, um, what's it called? It was called LA juice, right? It was on, it's, there's a place on Beverly and it's still there today. And so I'd walk over there and get juices. And then I just kind of devoured like the whole wellness. I went to yoga. I mean, it was all happening here in LA. So it was a beautiful place to be. So I learned a lot through that. I didn't really know exactly what I was doing, but I knew I was feeling better and good. And I ended up not, you know, doing the full regimen of what they recommended. I did half the radiation. I found a radiologist at Cedars who would do that with me. So I got lucky. And I think he realized too, with the early stage that it was a little overkill to do chemo and, and the full course radiation. So, and then I just really took care of myself, slept, you know, had that time to regroup, um, got myself together. And then after that, though, I had a lot of health issues because of they radiated my thyroid. So I got hypothyroidism, Hashimoto's. It took two to three years to get diagnosed with that. Mm -hmm. So I had sleep oh. issues, anxiety, depression with all of that. That's a whole other podcast, I'm sure. <laughs> and, then, and then I ended up getting pregnant with um, two girls. And fast forward, um, 11 years later, my husband was diagnosed with non-Hodgins lymphoma. So Man. that was crazy. So he did a year and a half of total Western treatment two bone marrow transplants in a year and a half, which is really unheard of. And he ended up getting fungal pneumonia and passing away at 45. So that's when I was like, holy shit. Like the girls and I were traumatized and I went back to school to get educated in all of this um, and trauma work and, you know, Eastern and Western medicine and nutrition um, just for us not to become a nutritionist. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So talk about being your own health advocate. That's what you did for yourself, you know, and we really promote that on here. Being a nurse, I, I re, you know, we really try to promote that. So I love seeing that. And I also like somebody who has seen Western medicine, like you are someone who's seen Western medicine work and kind of that non-conventional side, but I think is getting more popular. And I, that's again, kind of why we wanted to have you on here. Cause right now we're in a really weird time too with COVID and our immune systems and everyone's heightened, everyone's so stressed. And 
so I guess we really wanted to kind of chat and pick your mind about our immune systems, how we can use, you know, your juicing and cleanses. I know we're transitioning now out of cancer. We're going to get back into that. But what people can do right now to boost our immune systems through what you, you know, provide through your website, the cleanses. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, just in a nutshell, um, what I feel like lately I've been trying to talk about a lot is that we talk about boost and build our immune system. And what I want to say is like, who's to know that our immune system isn't already strong, Mm -hmm. right? Like, so I feel like we should talk about balancing it um, because we're all talking about putting things on our plate, more supplements, you know, making sure we do our little tonics in the morning or, you know, whatever it is, right? I mean, there's 50 million things out there that people are touting to do for the immune system. I mean, and some <laughs> of these people are taking it all in and doing it. Like, and I'm like, oh my God, that is so crazy because <laughs> we really want to like, the number one thing is stress and we are so stressed, like you said, right? We're just, that stress has been heightened and our anxiety and our adrenals are overtaxed. So it really is about trying to take things off the plate, simplify your life and, you know, not, not you, you might, your immune system might be already strong and already balanced and good. Um, all you want to do is like, just, you know, balance your stress. Five minutes of meditation for me twice a day is huge. Um, mm-hmm. Setting that intention in the morning for how I want the day to go and how I don't want it to be so stressed and I don't want to burn my adrenals out, you know, and then at the end of the day, kind of releasing all the crappy stuff that happened during the day or, you know, having some form of gratitude practice is huge. The sleep is mammoth, as you guys know, right? I mean, like getting eight hours of sleep. And if anyone does want to ask about, you know, if they need some little bit of tips on sleep and supplement wise, they can ask me, but, um, or DM me, but you know, it's just like that sleep is crucial because we reset our body. And then that third, that third thing is eating is the cleanses and the food and the juicing. You're right. Is, I mean, I, I don't know. I just, I got addicted to juicing when I was had cancer and I know you're either kind of addicted to smoothies or juices, but, um, I just feel like it's a, like liquid IV of vitamins and minerals and antioxidants. But how I feel like that works for me is I juice and drink it right away. So I, I'm not a big cold press girl, but I know that cold pressed juices are good. I'm not saying they aren't, but I have a juicer that's not expensive. And in the morning I get up and juice celery, cucumber, lemon, ginger, parsley, romaine, something really simple. I mean, that is powerful stuff. You know, I'm juicing like yeah, a whole head of celery and a whole cucumber. I mean, it's detoxing, you know, the liver and the kidneys and it's lowering inflammation in the gut. And it's, I know it doesn't have fiber in it. And that's always a question, but I get fiber through my food through the day. But I just think that it's so cool to get that. I just always feel better. I, and I never put fruit in my juices. Um, every once in a while I'll do beet or I'll do a carrot, but even that is a lot of sugar. Mm -hmm. So I think we get a lot of sugar already. So, um, and I, I'd rather eat my sugar, you know, than, than <laughs> yeah, my who wouldn't? yeah. So for right. someone who doesn't juice, Whitney's a huge juicer. Like her Insta story yesterday was all about it. And someone who's never <laughs> really? done it unless Whitney is with me and buys it for me somewhere. What is a, what is one tip that you would give a virgin juicer? Where do well, we start? 
Yeah. So you start with the juicer, which is not expensive on Amazon. The Breville Cold Fountain Plus is like $179, baby. Or even there's cheaper ones. I mean, there used to be a Jack LaLanne for years. Um, I know that. I don't even know if they're sold anymore, but I used to use that. I mean, it was 100 bucks or something like that. So, and then just juicing, I know you guys heard about the celery craze. I mean, just juicing celery. Um, and a lot of my clients don't love the taste of celery. So I add them, have them add lemon, but just doing that and it's cheap and it's the celery is available, but it hydrates you to an extent that we have never been hydrated before. Like those mineral salts and the minerals and some of the vitamins in that celery, um, are great for your intestines and your organs. I mean, I think we're massively dehydrated society, even though we drink all this water and we have access to all this water, right? You guys, but the minerals are what help the water go into the cells. So I think that's why that celery juice has been such a craze all over social media. Um, and if you just want to do celery and cucumber and ginger and lemon i mean delicious just yeah delicious (laughs) i love the taste of celery that's what i i do i you know i have hashimoto's and found out after i had my munchkin um but -hmm. again i was the person um i wasn't as sick as you growing up but i had major stomach issues um i had huge growth spurt like to six one from like five eight like i mean my body was just like dying inside. Like (laughs) I think I got mono. Like, I mean, I was a mess. Right. And so again, for me, I had to change my diet as I got older out with gluten, out with dairy and juicing after I found out I had Hashimoto's started celery. I'm telling you, it does. I have a blog post on it. It's one of my most read. People are so (laughs) intrigued by it, but you feel different when you're drinking celery juice in particular for me. So Call me nuts. Absolutely. No, no, you're not nuts because our, and I think I always say this too, our intuition, each of us have a different intuition and like instinct, right? We are came into the world with really strong instincts, but along the way, people have said, no, you shouldn't do that. Or no, you Mm -hmm. shouldn't feel that way. Right. And, but you know, when you drink that celery juice and you feel good, you know, that's doing something for your body. I know the same thing with supplements. I energetically like are drawn to certain supplements and not to others. And I know like, Oh, I can't wait to take that supplement. I know that sounds so weird, but, um, but I, cause I know it's doing something for me. Yeah. Well, we're going to get yeah. into supplements. Cause again, you've touched on Hashimoto's and just autoimmune. You have your, your book or PDF. I'm not sure if it's a big book or I read yes. the PDF, but, um, I know you have it or had it. I'm not sure where you're at. Like I said, I have it, but you said you worked with a medical median, which I'm so intrigued by. <laughs> and then you mentioned that you had taken bioactive silver. Um, so I'm curious about that in general, selfishly, and um, just kind of what you have found works for you with your Hashimoto's or maybe people you work with that have Hashimoto's. Yeah, that's, um, I'm in remission for Hashimoto's, like, um, thanks after 25 years, um, doesn't mean to say that I don't have to watch it and I get tested, you know, at least once a year and sometimes maybe twice a year with those antibodies. My thyroid is perfect. Um, right now, thank God it's been years, but the, the antibodies can go up and down. So, um, you know, I work on that, but 
I loved working with a medical medium because he really spearheaded me into the fact that I could heal it and I could put myself into remission. He gave me that, you know, that chutzpah to do it. (laughs) And he put me on this protocol. He did bioactive silver. It was two teaspoons twice a day, ionic zinc concentrate. It was like one dropper twice a day. And I still dabble with this stuff as you guys probably know. And I did licorice root extract. It was like one dropper, you know, once a day I did B12 liquid. I mean, all, a lot of the stuff that he loves, I'm trying to think it was a real, um, I did ester C and lysine though. That was it. Um, and I did it for like three months and I swear I went into hyperthyroid mode in three months. I, and I was like, Oh, I did iodine too. That's probably what put me into the hyperthyroid. Right. Um, and I weaned off the, the iodine, but I went off my thyroid medication. I was like, holy crap, I feel so good. I could never say I felt great. I always was like, I'm okay, you know, yeah, right. but yeah. So something about that, who knows what it was, but it helped. And it, he basically was saying, you need to lower your pathogen loads. You are yeah. toxic. Your thyroid's toxic. Your liver's toxic. I'm sure all my organs were toxic, and I do believe that. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know, I feel it. I feel honestly. I question. I could see. I think I got mono, and I think the EBV, the Epstein Bar, um, again lives in our body. You guys, if it's not active, it's dormant. And so I really think I could see in my face. You can see it just through pictures in high school where you get that like Hashimoto swelling of the face. Um, yeah. And I can see a transition through that. So I myself, throughout my time, you know, when I'm not pregnant, I'm constantly working on decreasing my viral load. But again, I think I could do better. Like hearing all those things, I'm not on a lot of that. And I want to. My goal is like remission after I'm done with this baby. No more babies. And I'm like, I'm going to be in remission of all those. So I'm yes. going to listen back to this. And I might even get your medical median's name if you, they're still working. So yeah, well, he it's it's Anthony William, and oh. I don't know I don't know what he's doing. Like I was part of his practitioner group for like a year. He had people from all over the world. There were thousands of us listening to these calls. It was so much fun. But I think now he's just like pumping out the books. I think so. That's why I started the salary yeah. juice was was the medical right. median. So yeah. Um, But I feel like, um, you know, it's interesting. I mean, there's all these different schools of thought out there, but, um, since then I, you know, I had celiac as well. A lot of us Hashimoto's people have celiac. Um, but I really just, then he didn't really believe in the gut stuff. So that's something I added into my regime. Um, I did add in, further food, uh, collagen powder. It doesn't have to be further food is one I use. Um, I put it in my coffee or in my matcha in the morning. And I did that for like a year. Um, and I still dabble in that too, but, um, I also do L-glutamine, which to heal the intestinal walls to make them stronger. And then I was, you know, experimenting with all different kinds of really good probiotics. Do you um, have I think a that's favorite gonna... that do you have I, out of I, those two? Yeah, I do have a bit. I like have favorites of everything. I'm like a supplement junkie. Um, right now it's genuine health. They're out of Canada. Um, it's 50 billion. And I don't know what it is about this probiotic, but when I take it and I've given it to clients, it's been amazing. Um, 
There's another one called Seed, S-E-E-D, which is human strain. Um, you have to get it on their website. It's kind of revolutionary. I love that one too. But for I used that one for a year and then I transitioned to Genuine Health. And for some reason, the Genuine Health is really stellar right now. So I'm going to check into that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really, I do a hundred billion. So I'm a big probiotic girl and I know he was not, I'd always ask him that. And he's like, don't believe in it. Don't believe in it. And he's like, go pick the kale in your yard, you know, and that's the probiotics are all on. I'm like, I don't have kale in my yard. <laughs> I, <don't laughs> I live have, in LA. Like <laughs> I live in LA. Yes. Um, so basically, um, I, the gut healing that gut was crucial. And then the liquor shoot extract, I think that was like a lifesaver because not only does it lower inflammation in your intestines, but it is a huge herb for your adrenals. So it can, it's, I think it's like the queen of, you know, helping support the adrenals. And then I just learned about it being a really great thing for your lungs as well, because with the COVID stuff, it's great, great for respiratory. So if you have high blood pressure, you can't really use licorice root. Um, so, but if you have low blood pressure, um, which I have extremely low, it was like a lifesaver. There were certain things. And then I'm right now, and then there's just so much stuff with the Hashi, but lowering the, also monolaurin. I know we've been, I've been talking a lot about that. I take it, yeah. (laughs) You do? Not pregnant right now, but yeah. Yeah. So you can take it when you're pregnant, right? I I need to look into it. So I just, I take it on the regular, got pregnant, got a cold sore. I knew my viral load was, was big. I've only, I only get it when my body's working really hard and stressed and I immediately was like, great. So I need to check with my doctor, with everybody, yeah. and I should look into it. Um, but yeah, Monolor, yes, Creech. Uh, do you have Monolor- a favorite brand? I do, Ecological Formulas. Okay. Do you have one that you use? No. Um, well, I have one. I don't even remember the name, to be honest with you. But I don't have a favorite of, of any okay. kind, really. I'm I pretty – I feel like, again, I need to figure out my own little protocol. And that's something right. that I was working on before I got pregnant – because we were really working with my thyroid. That was the reason why I was not getting pregnant was my thyroid. Um, yeah. So I was all over the place, had a miscarriage last July, like, you know, so I yeah. was just a mess. So I need to get in the protocol and that's why I like my own protocol. And that's why I was thrilled to have you on to like pick your brain on what I should be doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, are you actually taking a thyroid medication? They or switched did- me, yeah, from Nature Thyroid to Synthroid. Because, okay. which was really interesting for anyone, hmm. they he said that we don't put like the Nature Thyroid, MP Thyroid, we don't put our Hashimoto's patients on because the antibodies from the animals can like, it can get confused in your body even more and you already have antibodies, uh, an antibody situation. So he said Synthroid is what I always put my patients on. And I, I did, I switched, my TSH dropped and I got pregnant. And wow. Okay. Yeah. That's very fantastic. quickly too. Very quickly. Wow. <laughs> I actually love that information because, um, I've been taking a bovine or a glandular product from New Zealand called Thyrovance. So it has T3, T4, T2, all the T's, you know, and my thyroid has been never before has it been perfect? It has been perfect. Um, so you can just order it online, but I'm, that's interesting about the antibodies from the animal. I mean, this is a really clean product, but 
I don't never know. know. He was very. I've was never the, heard that. Right, and it was the first time he worked in Europe over for years, and then he came over to San Diego, and it's who my fertility doctor recommended. So it was the first time mm-hmm. I had heard that. The next time I see him, I'll I'll pick his brain on it more and see if he has any resources, and then I can send you if there's mm-hmm. any like documentation okay. on it. I would yeah. love that. Yeah, because I mean. Right now, things are good for me in terms of everything, but it just that is fascinating. I've never heard that part. I mean, I, I mean, I've been what's coming up a lot for my thyroid Hashimoto's people is ferritin. Mm-hmm. You know, iron storage is yeah. super low, yep. and most doctors think it's like normal um, when it's on the low side. But as you know, ferritin is crucial for getting like T three into the thyroid. You know, just it's like the gas pedal. Um, so that's kind of one thing. Also, I look at, I look at their blood work and I try to evaluate and I definitely try to put them on some ferritin and raise that ferritin level. Um, and that's been a lifesaver too. There's definitely a lot of stuff I've learned along the way. Um, Mm. and that's one of them. So that's interesting. Yeah. I'll have to look into that too. And I know I'm like (laughs) rambling. Kristen's like, but it's interesting. My kid is, is actually a little anemic. And so like hearing that she's been struggling for like the last year, year and a half, and I have to give her iron, but then that Mm -hmm. makes me worry, you know? So if you're already low being young, what are you going to do? What is she going to be like in her teens and twenties? Are we already messing with the thyroid? These are the Mm. things I worry about guys. Interesting. Transitions (laughs) into my next question (laughs) because- (laughs) You've talked about toxic body, toxic mind, and there's always – like I've always been super anxious since I was little. I had trauma when I was five or six years old, which is – trauma is awful at any time. But when it's under seven, you know that it's like literally there's something about it. You know, they've discovered all the, the stuff when you – under seven, it's like trauma is just the worst because your subconscious is like being downloaded then. Um, so talk about how you feel that our mind – correlates with our health? Because there's a big connection. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was just trying to think of the woman, that book that this woman wrote about the seven um, years, the first seven years, your subconscious is fully downloaded. So if you experience any trauma, it's trapped in your subconscious. You and I function like 95% at least out of our subconscious daily right now as we're talking to each other, right? So that was really crazy. That was a huge wake up call for me, um, especially dealing with my own stuff and my clients. But um, we do know, you know, mindset is everything. It's, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. do we believe we're going to heal? Do we believe we're going to be okay? Do we believe, you know, that the universe is going to take care of us? All of those things. I mean, I've really learned that in the last year. I don't know if you've read some of my psilocybin journey, like um, podcast, my blog, but um, I experimented, like as you said, I experimented a little bit with everything, but that was so incredible to go into my subconscious and see what was working and what is not working for me. And to be able to like actually viscerally from my body, let it go, like, you know, just either scream it away or say that is not going to stay with me, um, is so powerful. I mean, I know that it's a weird road to go down the magic mushrooms and all of that at this moment. And they're not legal everywhere. And it's a little funky and at 60, I feel weird talking about (laughs) it, (laughs) but I just, it has been life changing to finally release those thought patterns that just weren't working for me. My mom, you know, got, you know, she didn't mean to do this to me, but she always was saying, Oh my God, you're the sick one. Oh my God, you're going to get sick. Oh my God, here she goes again. You know, just like 
I was always, I just felt like I was weak. I was never going to be okay. I wasn't good enough. I mean, no self-esteem with, I just was always playing catch up and it just did so much damage to, and that, that when we have stress, we know along with those first seven years of trauma, we know that our immune system's downregulated when we have any kind of negative thought patterns. Right. So for our our listeners who are going through this and obviously are not jumping into the magic mushroom path today. <laughs> I know. In Colorado, it's not a felony, so you can. Welcome. I'm, I'm into it, guys. I'm I'm thinking about doing it after I forget. I'm not kidding you. That's a whole nother podcast, but I think it could I work. I just want to know what you would tell your clients. Where do they start? How do mm-hmm. we get our listeners that are sitting here shaking their head with you as you're walking through this and hearing their mom reverberate through their head? What do you tell them and what encouragement do you give them as they kind of go down their own version and journey of this? Well, I think that the biggest thing and the simplest thing is um, journaling about it. I know when I first started on this road that um, one of my healers, incredible healers said to me, you know, I want you to write down your thought patterns. And even if it's the same thing that you're feeling, you know, I'm really frustrated with my mom or, you know, I'm just, I like, I hate the way I'm always sick or whatever it is. Like I for days wrote down these things, um, in a diary, you know, I actually, you don't need to keep it. Um, you just write it down and get it out of your, out of your, you know, mental thought patterns. Um, I would write it down over and over and over again and just to release it, you know, and then I, then I would, write the positive, you know, I'm not sick. I'm a healthy, I'm healthy. I'm going to get past this, these health issues, you know, and just it's writing things down is huge and simple too. just like sort of the juicy. I mean, just, we got to get it out of our head. We got to get it out of our body. Um, it's really crucial. I mean, it's one thing, you know, there's people that I follow that I absolutely love, like Dr. Joe Dispenza. Um, there's a guy, doc, um, not doctor, but Peter Crone, you know, they have, they have ways of teaching us how to think differently. Our thought patterns, you know, are different. Yes, that is all really incredible, but I think viscerally, how do we get it out of our system mm-hmm. too, right? I think that helps. And to reframe the way we talk about ourselves and the, the way we think about ourselves is super crucial, but yeah. Somehow physically we got to get it out of our body. Agree. I love you saying that. My <sighs> mom gave me my first diary at four, which is so funny. It's literally <laughs> sitting right you here. Still have right. it. It's oh, literally this little I have that journal. Kristen. <laughs> and she literally would tell me, just write what you're thinking today. And like if you go in here, it's like, I love my brother. My sister didn't let me play today. Like, and it's so funny, but I've had a journal since I was four years old and I still oh. have them. I have probably 40 journals in my office that are from every life stage of my life. And I created it into a blog when I went to college, you know, like it's so interesting to hear you say that and just how I think of my childhood and how I think back on certain things. You know, what's interesting. Your mom was brilliant. She (laughs) is brilliant. She's it. Cindy's brilliant. But you know, what's interesting is Kristen and I'm not saying this is not scientific, but Kristen is less like she's not a worrier. The way that I'm a worrier, she is not as much uh, of a worrier. And maybe it is a little bit attributed attributed to the release that you get. Like you constantly release your feelings through that. And I just like bottle up and literally have never like shared anything until you explode. So maybe <laughs> And it's so funny. The other day, my husband was like, I was having a bad day. I'm home with a toddler trying to work. And he was like, just talk to me. And I was like, go read my blog. <laughs> because... <laughs> Like, it's so funny because that 
is I release things is I sit down at a computer and I just go. And yeah. he's like, Beautiful. can't you just tell me? And I'm like, but that's hard. It's harder for me to look someone in the eyes and tell them what I'm struggling with, but to be able to sit down and write it all out, even if it's never published, I have probably 700 drafts in my blog that have never been published ever. And I want to be like, just read my blog, just read about like what I felt today and how it was hard, you know, but that's so interesting to hear you say that and a little reassuring. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Yeah, no, it's like, it's like, I want, this stuff is not supposed to be really hard, you know, getting healthy, um, getting calmer, getting, you know, less anxious, like it's not supposed to be that hard. I mean, we, I think we make it so complicated, right? There's just so much coming at us and we don't know what to choose and we don't know which direction to go, but you know, just like the, the journaling, you know, buying a journal is, you know, easy to do. Right. And just also, you know, eating natural whole food shouldn't be that hard. I mean, we, we have access to it. So, I mean, all these things that, meditating or just walking around the block and getting some fresh air. I mean, these are things that are so crucial for us and they're, they're not like, you know, developing some kind of like little magic tonic that we're drinking or a magic supplement regime or, you know, yes, those, some of those things are great, but it's the simple things that really work. Yeah. Before we head out, give us one like resource book, podcast, something that you love right now that you would think everybody should read. Oh my God. (laughs) That's so hard. (laughs) Holy crap. Um, (laughs) Well, you know, I absolutely love the heel documentary. Um, There's also a heel book that that Kelly Gores came out with. Um, I absolutely love the people that are in that heel documentary. Um, Kelly Brogan, who does, you know, psychological stuff and gets people off antidepressants. And um, the, my, one of my favorite people, Kelly Turner, who basically did, wrote the book Radical Remission. She interviewed stage like three and four cancer cases who healed holistically, not Western, but holistically. And um, I mean, there's so much hope in it. Dr. Dispenza's in it, Peter Crone's in it. Like there's these incredible people that are friends of mine that I follow too. And, um, I think that is a home run. Yeah. And she, Kelly's amazing too. Definitely a good tip. Everyone should. Yeah. I know. I love that. One of, we're going to have you back because I feel like we missed so much amazing stuff and we're already like 45 minutes and I'm like, oh my gosh, we didn't even get into your book, cancer hacks and all these great things. So we're having you back to dive into that. But one thing about Whitney and I is we've been best friends since we were 13 and we wanted to create a podcast that brings women together, especially amazing women bosses who help encourage each other. And we believe that we've given each other probably some of our best piece of pieces of advice. So one thing we always ask our guests, especially our female boss babes, what is the best piece of advice that you've ever received from either a best friend or someone special in your life? The best piece of advice would be that um, you are capable of overcoming anything. You can, you can, you know, you, you definitely can make anything happen you want to make happen and that you, you know, just get out of your own way. Preach that. Yeah, it really, I think it's so hard. It's like so simple. And sometimes you have to hear it from, from your best friends, your loved ones, but Mm -hmm. we really are. I think we're more capable than, than we truly give ourselves credit, you know? Absolutely. So, and 
I just never envisioned myself in my own way. But when someone said to get out, you know, I envisioned everybody else in my own way, right? Um, in my way, but not me. Yeah. And that was me, you know, it's just, I was always in my way. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Honestly, you, again, we could talk so much more. We <laughs> yes. didn't even get into like the autoimmune hacks. We're going to have you back on to really dive in. But thank you so much for coming on. We've enjoyed our time with you. Oh, I loved meeting you guys. Such a pleasure. Hey guys, we hope you enjoyed the episode. If you're looking for show notes or any of the resources from the episode, check out thisgirllifepodcast.com to find any show notes from this episode. And make sure you head over to iTunes, subscribe, rate, review. You know how we appreciate and love a good five-star review from all of you. We hope you enjoyed the episode and we can't wait for you to tune in next week.